You're listening to Past and Present, the Colonial Williamsburg podcast. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm Harmony Hunter. Colonial Williamsburg's fifes and drums are an integral part of the revolutionary city. Leading them, both literally and figuratively, is a face you might well recognize from countless images and performances. Today on the podcast, we're profiling Lance Pedigo. Lance, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me today. Tell us what you do as part of the Fife and Drum Corps. As part of the Fifes and Drums, I have been involved full-time since around 1991, where I was brought back to be a supervisor for the Corps, and that entails drum majoring, teaching, researching, and keeping the standards that were established before me up to par of the, of the Fifes and Drums, adhering to the military discipline, and making and allowing uh, young people in this area to become not only good citizens, but good ambassadors for the local area. And before we get to the, the meat of what you do, uh, we should mention that this podcast today comes from a listener request who wanted to know more about you because your face is seen in so many places. You are a very visible ambassador for Williamsburg and for the Fife Syndromes. How do you get to be uh, out front, really, literally, uh, <laughs> for so many of these things? You've, you found your own sort of corner of fame. Well, I'm not the only one out front, but I will. I, I must say that it's, it does happen a lot, and that is because of the drum major's position in leading the fifes and drums down the street with the mace. Uh, we tend to perform at a few high-profile performances throughout the year, whether it be a military tattoo or a Veterans Day ceremony or Memorial Day. Um, but these special events in, usually involve the fifes and drums and I'm lucky enough to be a part of this organization and leading them down the street. I was just in Deep River, Connecticut, and there is a large fife and drum muster there every year, which is a gathering of fife and drum corps from around the country, or actually I should say world, because there was a large Swiss contingent there this year. But at the inn that um, I was staying, um, the owners came over, and I was in plain clothes, and the owners came over and said, You're, you look very familiar, I'll be back in a minute. And they thumbed through a bunch of brochures. And for some reason, the brand new Deep River, Connecticut brochure had a picture of the Clone Williamsburg Fifes and Drums, kind of small, but with me out front, drum majoring. So, and he, so he made that connection before I even started talking about Clone Williamsburg. So that, that was fun. What an honor. <laughs> Well, before you had dreams of the fame that you enjoy today, how did you begin your career with the Fife and Drum Corps? You were a member at a young age, weren't you? Yes. So at age seven, uh, George Carroll was then the director of the Fifes and Drums, and he was accepting a few students, and I was lucky enough to be one of those students at that age, and spent a year and a half studying with him and doing weekly lessons with him, along with a few other young people from the area. Uh, George left. Um, Rodney Edmondson was, then became my instructor, as well as the next director, John Moon. And under John Moon's guidance, was brought into the Fife and Drum Corps at age nine. And I stayed all the way through till graduating um, after my senior year in high school. And how did you come back to wind up back here as, as your career? So the, the circuitous path <laughs> was one of uh, living in different areas and honing my drumming skills. So after Clona Williamsburg, after graduating Clona Williamsburg in high school in this area, I went to James Madison University for a degree in music on to New York City 
Um, that piggybacked on being in the Statue of Liberty All-American Band, marching band, to commemorate the reopening of the band. I just, I just decided to stay in New York after that. Uh, again, lessons, studying more about drumming, performing in some Broadway and off-Broadway shows. Then down in New Orleans, more drumming, more studying. Uh, then to Hawaii for a bit of the same on a cruise ship, which seems kind of odd, but um, being a drummer, you learn to play all different styles. So I, through the show drumming and the and the playing of the drum set, did that. And then towards the end of that uh, tour, I should say, uh, I, w I received a call that there would be an opening, and I was very interested. Provided some stability and um, allowed me to give some something back to the organization that trained me. So you've mentioned on this show um, before, you've told us a bit about the traditions in the Fife and Drum Corps and the way that these young men and now young women also are trained. It's a very regimented um, program with a lot of degrees to move through. How does this discipline, um, how is that manifest in the body of the Corps? How do you see what happens at lessons and training come out when they're marching? Sure, so from a very young age, they are required to have regular attendance, have regular assignments for their tunes and keep up the standards. So that sort of instilling that responsibility affects them all through life. And you see as these kids mature through the fife and drum corps that they just get better and better at it because they have to. And it spills over into the rest of their life. They'll, um, we have parents and both the kids saying, you know, that really helped out him or that really helped out me because I've learned to get this stuff in on time, think about things in advance, you know, look out for others and, and just be responsible. And you see it in any, you know, team activity. This one in particular is a little more rigid in that it is based on a military system. Uh, it is co-ed. It does allow for any young person in the community who has a, a will to want to succeed at it, to uh, we allow them to succeed and we get through any problems along the way. And that's, that's half the lesson right there. If you come across a roadblock or you come across a place where things aren't going so well, is to find a way to succeed and move ahead and get beyond and, and, and keep up the successes. And that's what we try to teach in the, in the core today. As you're working with these young people, these are adolescents and teens, do you think about the legacy you want to leave, or do you just think about trying to hold them together? But what is it like it, working with these young it's men? It's the whole women? gamut. I mean, there are times when things are just going so quickly that it's just a matter of pointing them in the right direction, and then we refocus and retool, and when we can concentrate on, let's talk to the individuals and what we need to actually do. We, we have this peer teaching system where I'm the manager of the, of the program, or drum major, and then there's two supervisors, also adults, and now two field music teachers or instructors that we've just been able to bring on who are um, former members of the fifes and drums. So now we have alumni coming back to help instruct and to pass on those traditions back down the ranks. Um, I like to think of at least some successes that I've had during the past few years in both the fifes and drums and the music department that I'm now in charge of, which encompasses the rest of the music in Kelowna Williamsburg, is that we are bringing more young people in back into the program to enable them to get passed down these traditions of playing. So the Baroque style of playing a violin or a viola da gamba or a, a flute. 
the fife, the drum, all these instruments that would have been present in the 18th century in Williamsburg, these traditions have to be maintained and instructed from the best in the field. And I feel that we have the best in the field to allow that to happen here at Colonial Williamsburg. And this gives us an opportunity to, to talk about the music program as a whole because this tradition and the playing of this music is preserved not just through the fifes and drums, but through the whole music program. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We have a, a very strong ensemble um, here, the Governor's Music Ensemble. We also have a very strong theater um, which we are we are actually going to be doing some musical 18th century theater pretty soon, and we also have even the balladeers in the in the taverns. I mean, everyone contributes to the different styles and the different sights and sounds that you would have had here in the 18th century. And I fortunately get to work directly with those with those entities. Um, my two proudest, I think, times of year are when we get to feature the fifes and drums in May. For Drummer's Call Weekend, we just had our 11th year, and that happens over Armed Forces Day, usually the third weekend in May, where we bring in fife and drum corps from around the country and Canada. <laughs> um, so we, sent, we tend to say it's an international event. <laughs> the, uh, and also in the fall uh, for the Early Music Festival. And that's where we get to feature our musicians. We get to bring in guest musicians and recreate some of the the sounds and productions that would have happened here during the 18th century. And that's, for the Early Music Festival, that's the third week um, in September. You and so many of, well, you and all of the musicians that are part of Colonial Williamsburg music programs are such special ambassadors for Colonial Williamsburg and the time period. There's something about music that has a special magnetism for people. It draws them back into the past in a way that um, other interpretations um, don't. What is it about music that allows people to identify with history? I'll come back to fife and drum on that because we represent an era of um, colonial period, the colonial period that involved a separation, you know, from Britain. The stirring sounds that you would have heard, people that is, they just want to hear that stirring sound. So if you hear the fife and drum marching down the street, this is kind of a call to, you know, organize, a call to come forth and march down the street and whatever that particular cause is, you're kind of drawn into it just from hearing that steady pulse and that and that nice melody going down the street. Um, just as you would hear, hearing an ensemble play after your dinner, um, some nice quiet music um, who just brings you right right in like a, like a, a string quartet would bring you right in. Um, I just think that Colonial Williamsburg and what we represent here brings you back to the basics of where our entertainment or where our you know, social um, norms came from. So the things that we come to expect today, which we expect some kind of you know, very quickly, um, these things take time to develop and this is where it started. And nice to be a part of that. Lance, thank you so much for being our guest today. It's wonderful to meet some of the people uh, that make the historic area really come alive. So it's been a pleasure to have you here today, and we hope to see you out on the streets real soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We're always glad to hear your feedback. Send us an email at podcast.history.org.